0: Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Morkecho, and you're listening to episode 62. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. Today, my guest is Ashley Gad. Ashley is a wife, mother of three, believer in the founder of Coffee and Crumbs. When she's not working or vacuuming Cheerios out of the carpet, she loves making friends on the internet, eating cereal for dinner, and rearranging bookshelves. Running coffee and crumbs is her dream job. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, Becky. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm just thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm so grateful. Um, What kind of cereal do you like to eat for dinner? (laughs)
1: I'm curious I have I do you know what's funny is I actually get that question a lot and it somehow always catches me off guard and I feel very just unprepared to answer it at all times but I love a good special K with red berries that's kind of one of my top picks and I love all of the Kashi cereals yes Pretty much all of them I I like. Those are really
0: good. I used to have more cereal for dinner, but I haven't in a while. But I think you're bringing it back for me. I might have to give it a whirl
1: again. (laughs) Yeah, it's just um, so many people send me memes about this. Mm -hmm. Anytime anyone sees a meme about cereal for dinner, they tag me in it, send it to me on (laughs) it's just kind of becoming one of those things that is associated with me, which I'm actually really okay with. Yes. yes.
0: Well, I'm glad you're here. Um, Ashley and I were chatting an email about a couple different things to talk about. And I think I would love to talk to you about a lot of things (laughs) uh, with faith and motherhood and all those things. But um, something that has been on her mind, which uh, we're going to to share with you guys is what does it look like to live a kind of faith um, that has no plan B and what does that look like? And what does that mean um, to mm-hmm. each of us in our own lives and endeavors and hearts? Um, and I, I love it and it's deep and I love deep questions and I love big conversations like that. But Ashley, why don't you give us a little background on like why that is a thing right now in your life, why that question is um, just on your heart and, um, And yeah, then we'll dive in. Sure. Yeah. So the inspiration for this
1: conversation or this topic at hand actually came out of a book that I'm reading called Secrets of the Secret Place. And I can give you a link if you want to pop it into the show notes for (laughs) your listeners. But I was in the middle of a really... I don't know, kind of turbulent month of making just a lot of really big decisions in my work. A few things had happened unexpectedly that sort of sent me into somewhat of a of a anxiety-induced spiral of sorts. And in the midst of all of that, I just kind of started realizing how tightly I was holding on to my own, not only my own plans, but this idea that I was in control over all of my plans and I could feel this sense of God really nudging me kind of one way with a lot of these decisions I was making. And I just still felt really resistant to it. I felt really scared. I felt fear kind of telling me that I needed to make a plan B and a plan C and a plan D in case, you know, God fell short Mm -hmm. of kind of lining everything up the way that it was going to be the way that it was going to need to be lined up. And yeah, I just I ended up plopping open this this devotion one morning and reading this chapter about this idea that God just loves it when we come to him with no plan B and we rely on him as our full and complete source of help. And I felt just so convicted in that moment, like I had been just kind of holding on to this decision so tightly and I had been, you know, crunching numbers in a spreadsheet. And a lot of it had to do with money and how just unsure I was that all of the things were gonna fall into place. Even though I really felt God nudging me toward peace in that decision, mm-hmm. I was still just like struggling to trust him all the way. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know if you can relate to that. Yes. It's like, God, I trust you, but do I trust you all the way because I can also sit here for three hours crunching numbers in a spreadsheet. And sometimes that feels a little bit more tangible, like something I can actually grab onto. Um, so yeah, that's sort of, that, that was sort of a, um, a season I just came out of, of, of making a lot of really big decisions where to be, Honest with you, like I still don't really know how all of those decisions are going to pan out. I'm on the other side of them now, but time will tell later in the year whether or not those were wise decisions to make or, you know, um how how that story is going to end is still yet to be determined. But even in that, even in the not knowing, I still feel really, really at peace with how God just kind of led me through that.
0: Yeah. How did you, I know this is not an answer, I'm sure. How did you come to those decisions then? Like, I know it's different for everybody and call it Holy Spirit, intuition. Like I I know for myself when there's like been big life decisions, whatever it might be, like I put a ton of pressure on myself. I'm an Enneagram one. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. responsibility, do the right thing. And like, I have to like (laughs) remind myself that there's not always like a right and wrong answer. And like, so that's the lens that, and knowing that about myself is super helpful. Um, I wish I would have known it earlier in life. But um, so for me personally, like, I think that's part of my hang up. Like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm not doing what God wanted me to when really there, there may, he, he, he might not care. And that sounds like so, hor- you know, yeah. I don't mean it like God doesn't care about us, but like it might not matter one way or the other.
1: Yeah. So in my specific scenario, mm-hmm. when this happened, God gave me a thing to do this year. And I'm I'm a thousand percent confident in that. I have favored one bit in, in my knowing that he wants me to do this thing. And so a lot of these other decisions sort of hinged on this thing. Like mm-hmm. if I know God is calling me to do this thing in order to do it, I have to clear some stuff off my plate, and I have to hire some more help. I have to do those things in order to do the big thing that God called me to do. I feel like I'm speaking in a lot of just very (laughs) vague terms right now, and I'm sorry. I I don't want to get too too muddied in the details over, over all of it, but the bottom line was, in order to carry out the big dream that God put on my heart and on my plate this year, I had to kind of step out in faith into these other things to make myself available to carry through
0: the bigger thing. Yes. A hundred percent. Essentialism. Have you read Essentialism? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love that book. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, yeah, right. Saying yes to the things that need to get you where you need to go.
1: Yeah. So on a more like practical level, mm-hmm. I mean, I was really... I mean, praying around the clock for discernment and wisdom in these decisions. I had done a lot of the practical legwork, what I would just call like good stewardship legwork of sitting down and actually making a plan for this business and these decisions and these people and this money and kind of going through the the practicalities of it. And even if, at the end of that, while the numbers were technically checking out the thing, the hump I was having a hard time getting over was what if this happens and what if that happens? And what if in this worst case scenario, this kind of all falls apart. And that's kind of where I think that faith element comes Mm -hmm. in because that's what,
0: what needed to like push me over the edge, you know? Totally. Um, And I think, I mean, different than like the faith aspect. My husband and I always ask ourselves, we had a lot of different decisions, maybe unconventional decisions over the years in our lives. Um, But it's always like, what's the worst case scenario? And that's different than like faith and believing that God (laughs) God is gonna do, you know, deliver on what he says he's going to deliver on. But I feel like that always also like made it a tiny bit easier of like, okay, can we lit what is the worst case scenario? And maybe mm-hmm. like letting go, like we build it up. Like anticipation for me is way worse mm-hmm. than like actual things happening. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. So I, for me, I know that plays a part too, but um, give, bring us back like before this season of your life, Ashley, like in other ideas or dreams that you've had, like, that maybe you have put off because you're trying to, um, come up with different plan, you know, B, C, D. And like, what was like, I guess, how did that play out in your life? Like in years previous to the season that you've gone through? Yeah. I mean, when I think about a
1: dream that I've, that I've had to put off, um, I was, I was really trying to think through this question earlier today, because I think so many of the, the dreams that God has put on my heart, I've just kind of, I've just stepped into and I haven't put a lot on the table per se, but there is this one dream and it's not a dream I have by myself. It's a dream a few friends and I have had for a number of years. And that is to start a women's co-working space in my city. And that might sound just super random, but I, cause it's so different from like what I actually do for work right now, but it is something that I'm so passionate about just equipping women to to work together in a supportive encouraging environment and so A few friends and I have had this dream kind of kicking around for a few years. And we actually started making a lot of progress on it right at the beginning of 2020, Mm. right before COVID started. We were in the process of seeking an angel investor. We had found a building. We were building out a Kickstarter campaign. We had landed on a name, secured the domain, written a business plan. I mean, we had really... We had really started to put our eggs in that basket and COVID just brought everything to a screeching halt. And so- That dream had already been on the back burner for a number of years because all there's two other friends and I who have been talking about it kind of in circles Mm. (laughs) over time. And we've all been just having babies, and it's like the timing was never right. And then seemingly the timing was right, but then it wasn't right because the global pandemic kind of shut down everything. But that's kind of one dream that I feel like has just been put on the back burner over and over again. And I don't know if that means it's never going to happen, or Mm -hmm. if it just means not right now. Um, I'm not giving up on it I'm kind of like learning to embrace the idea that not right now is not the same as no yeah and I still have this desire so I don't know if it's gonna go away or if it's just if the right time is going to present itself later
0: yeah I think I've definitely am learning that lesson over and over again the no versus not right now and like mm-hmm. God's timeline and how he he just doesn't think of it the way we do you know so it's like it's so hard as somebody who is a doer and wants to just like yeah go, go go and do these things that like um, I think it's really wise to like listen and hear just the timing of like it's not right now Um, and that doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean like it's not necessarily like a plan b it's just right it's not right now
1: well then usually you can see later Mm -hmm. at least for me this has been the case that there was actually something else God set into motion in 2020 for me that I was not expecting. That was a total surprise. And had I actually gone through with this co-working space, number one, I can't even fathom how stressed out we would all be with the debt of that new financial commitment in the middle of a global pandemic. Spaces. I don't know where, how things are where you are, but here, everything is closed yeah. still in California. Um, we would have been, it would have been a huge Mistake. It would have been an epic failure to launch something like that immediately before COVID hit. And so I'm so thankful. Like, I have, I mean, we've all said it several times, my girlfriends and I. Gosh, we're so thankful that we didn't get this up and running right before COVID started, because can you imagine what would have happened to us, you know, and our families and our finances? I mean, it just would have been so stressful. And in so many ways, I feel like God just kind of saved, saved us all Mm -hmm. from getting into something that would have been a bad idea for the year 2020. And so again, like that was, you know, his timing that I didn't that I was not aware of. And in doing so, it freed me up to actually chase a completely different dream in 2020 that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Yeah.
0: Ashley, do you feel like when you have a big idea or a dream um, that it's like, can you tell a difference? Or do you feel like it lines up with like, oh, this is coming from God, or this is like a desire I have, or like they always like, no, I think it's kind of both. Um, Walk me through that. Because I feel like people... um, you know, like we don't know the outcomes and there's going to be disappointments mm-hmm. and there's going to be things mm-hmm. where we can't look back in 2020, not the year, but in hindsight and be like, you know, that really, that we don't always have that, you know, it's like a mm-hmm. gift when we do, I feel like, um, yeah, to like have that, um, viewpoint, but, um, anyway, just for you personally, like when you have something on your heart like that, do you feel like it's typically something like your own desire or something like God has put there Do those two things, like always pretty much line up for you? It's mm,
1: a really good question. <laughs> I have to kind of think like, what do I, what do I really believe about this? I think, I think every good idea I've ever had, which is not that many. <laughs> um, if we're speaking about sort of creative dreams and, and those sorts of, of those desires, I think every good creative dream I've ever had has come from the Lord. I mean, that's just kind of what I believe that he has, he has lit, a fire in me for certain things, whether they're certain passions or certain groups of people or certain giftings. Um, it's interesting. I a lot of the big dreams that I've had in my life that I have actually pursued have come to me. It And I hope I'm explaining that well, that it's not as though I was just sitting down one day mm-hmm. in front of a journal, just brainstorming ideas for my life or I'm gonna sit down and make a list of all the things I want to do in my dream career I mean it for me ideas haven't happened that way they have they have entered my brain unexpectedly mm-hmm. and so I know that you know people like Elizabeth Gilbert will just call that like the muse or the inspiration that just lives in the universe and I I don't believe in that. Like, I believe in God. So when I have an idea just fly into my head and I feel just all excited about it and I feel Him just stirring something up in me, to me, that is coming from the Lord. And so... And I think there, there's more to it than that, right? It's not just like the idea enters your head and you know it's from God and right. so you just go forth. But right. for me, it starts that way. It very much starts with being hit over the head with an idea, with an idea just floating into my brain when I'm standing in the shower, not sitting in front of a notebook. And what happens next is I can start to walk through the world and see signs all over the place that are reflecting this back to me Mm -hmm. that has been my experience so yeah a sign could be i'm reading something in scripture where all of a sudden i'm just connecting dots i'm connecting dots to something i'm reading in scripture to something i feel god calling me to do i i open a devotional and I come across a chapter about a no plan B kind of faith, like right when I'm wrestling with that exact same thing. I have a friend just randomly reach out to encourage me in a very specific like aspect of my creative work that she did not even know or have any idea that I really needed to hear that specific piece of encouragement that day. That stuff happens all the time to me. It is crazy. I have started really taking note of it. And I'm kind of kicking myself that I haven't been doing this for a decade because I haven't, to be honest. Um, I could tell you over and over again, like, oh, I've I've gotten so many confirmations or affirmations from the Lord through creation, through ladybugs, through people texting me on random days exactly what I need to hear or an email popping up in my inbox on the exact day that I need whatever they said to me in that email. I could tell you that those things happened. But this year, I actually started writing them down. I mm-hmm. have a document saved on my computer just called Ladybugs. and I um, Ladybugs is super random, but again, this is going to sound a little out there, but <laughs> last year... God lit this fire in me for this dream that I was not expecting. And through the entire thing, ladybugs started showing up in my life. And I know if you don't believe in God, you would think that's totally crazy. I think people who believe in God are more inclined to believe it because a lot of people have told me they've had that similar experience with a different piece of creation. Yeah. So whether it's like a feather or I don't know, Mm -hmm. a certain type of flower blooming or whatever the thing is, just signs in creation. And for me... I started seeing ladybugs everywhere. They were in my house, they were in my bathroom, they landed on my windshield of the car. <laughs> they were just, they were literally everywhere. And so I now kind of refer to signs from God as ladybugs. And sometimes they are literal, actual ladybugs that will just appear in my backyard on a day when I need a nudge to keep going. And other times they show up in the form of people. And so I have a document on my computer called Ladybugs Now. And every single time this happens, whatever it is, whether it's a text or an email or some kind of sign, confirmation, affirmation, I just write it down. And I've been keeping track of this document. And it's crazy when I sit down and I read it from top to bottom, it's just so abundantly clear that like, God is just leading me right here, right down this path.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I have uh, notes, you know, like the notes app on your phone. That yeah. I, I do that with, and I was like compiling stuff, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago uh, for a certain topic and like same similar, you know, I was like, I've had random things. So I was like, what does this look like as a whole? And I feel like that encourages us to have the faith. Like, So when I asked you that question about like, do you think it's, you know, your own ideas or his, but like, For me, like, as I hear, um, you know, it's all the good ideas are from the Lord. Like my point and like what I hope that we can all like see as we take a step back is is, like, if we know that to be true, then it's going to be a lot easier, like not to have Mm -hmm. the plan B because like, but Mm -hmm. we have to remind ourselves of that. And like, for me personally, that's why I wrote that, you know, in my notes app, that's why I like combined all those things. I was like, okay, I really need to hear like this as Mm -hmm. a whole, because in the day to day, it's so easy to you know, mm-hmm. feel discouraged or feel like it's not going fast enough or I feel like, you know, just self-doubt or there's something really, it, we're going in a different direction than I thought, whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Um, so I love that you said that because as you were saying that, I was like, I really, that gives me more encouragement of like, that's the same for me. So if I know that to be true, then mm-hmm. why do I not? act on that in faith all the time.
1: Yeah. That that phrase, if I know that to be true, yeah. that is just such a good, that's such a good phrase to come back to. And I know that's been something I've come back to this year is, well, if I know God called me to do this, yeah, then it makes sense that I need to do this, this, and this, and that He's going to take care of it and that I don't have to spiral out of control with anxiety or fear or whatever it is that I am facing that day, but He's going to carry me all the way through. Yeah.
0: Um, Ashley, on the flip side of that, when we have that faith and we trust and believe wholeheartedly that God's going to deliver, we don't have the plan B, C, D, all those things, mm-hmm. you know, we really <laughs> believe that this is going to, this is what he wants, but then it doesn't happen in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean like over time, like, oh, you know, a timing thing or, or whatever, but like something just goes completely the opposite way. Um, mm-hmm. Something else happens. It's not what we thought. Like, what do you do then? Personally,
1: I mean, if God doesn't deliver on your plan A, then it wasn't God's plan A. Mm. And I don't mean for that to sound trite um, because I know that sometimes when our idea of plan A doesn't pan out, there is real grief and heartache in that. Um, But I would just say that God is using it for something. And it might be something we don't ever learn or see this side of heaven, but God does not make mistakes. And if that was not his plan A, then it shouldn't be our plan A either. You know, like we want what God's plan A is. Um, and again, I don't mean for that to sound trite, but it's it's a hard, I think that it's a hard thing, even for people of faith to hold intention.
0: Yeah, No, I think that's really, I think that's really good Um, and really hard at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that said, like, what is the point? What is the point of having a faith like this even when we don't know the outcomes, even if things are going to go away we don't desire or they don't come through or the things that God has put on our heart, they they don't happen. Like, what is the point of having this faith? What is on the other side waiting for us? Like, where is the goodness, the grace, like in the mm-hmm. process of it all? Like, how does it, how does it come out better on that side to have this faith anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I...
1: I think that it just looks different for every person, right? Like what they're going to get out of an experience like that when their plan A doesn't pan out. I think in, especially in America, in this like consumerist culture that we live in that is so obsessed with um, final product, right? Like mm-hmm. we're just so obsessed with this idea of getting there, getting to the place, getting to the point, um. And I think that there's just so much, there's so much beauty in all of the invisible work that is being done in us and through us every day. That again, we will maybe not ever see this side of heaven. You know, like the stuff that God is doing in us every day through whatever turbulent challenges we are walking through, we are never. We're never going to see on this side of heaven, possibly that process all the way through. And so I think that we just have to get comfortable with this idea that that none of it is wasted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Has that ever happened to you in a season where... You thought something was going to happen and it didn't, but like you could see like on the other side, just like what the process of that did and like how God was working, even though it was maybe working in a different way. Yeah. It's
1: usually just so much later. Mm-hmm. If, if I am <laughs> able to see it, if, if I am able to see it, like if I'm able to see now, you know, my husband and I, we had a really hard first year of marriage. Um, And I think... It's it. We're so far removed from it now. I mean, we've been married. We'll celebrate. Oh my gosh, what year is it? I think we're at fourteen years this summer. I had to think for a second. Yeah. But our first year of marriage was really, really, really hard. And I don't think, especially at the end of that, and it's not like year two, we just magically right. everything got better, right? It was, but it was just a refining process. And I think now, fourteen years into marriage, we are just now able to look back on that first year of marriage and sort of identify oh this is sort of what was going on mm-hmm. this is sort of where we're struggling this is sort of where our expectations you know were too high or not being met or not being communicated or wow we were really looking to one another to be each other's saviors in our first year of marriage and now we know that's that's not a thing that two believers do when they're married but it's a very easy trap to fall into yeah um you when you first get married and so I don't know like that's maybe one example of something that I've I've been so far removed from it that I can kind of see glimpses of it, but I won't even pretend to act like I know, you know, every invisible thing that was being worked out that first year.
0: No, definitely. I'm kind of excited for that part of it. Like there's the things that are obvious to me, like we dealt with infertility and, you know, Mm -hmm. we ended up adopting our daughter and, um, you know, looking back now, like I look at like the businesses we had at the time, or if I would have been pregnant, we were, you know, wedding photographers at the time. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I'm, I'm kind of glad it didn't work out that way. You see the goodness in it, you know, like what your life would have been. And that's just a small trite thing compared to like, you know, other things that I had learned throughout that process. But I definitely, very clearly saw that that like was not God's plan A for us and that his plan Mm -hmm. A was so different. I think the other thing for me and just something to mention is like, kind of like how you had said, like, you're like hit upside the head with it. Like it's an idea. Mm -hmm. It's something that you maybe wouldn't have thought of on your own. And I think that that gives glory to God in itself. Like Mm -hmm. the things in my life that have happened that are so like outrageously wonderful, like as much of a planner as I am, as you know, much as I like to art direct our life, like they're they're <laughs> way bigger and better than like I could come up with, you know. And I think that that just shows. I don't know. it's like imagine God like smirking at me, like patting me on the head, like <laughs> you know, like okay, yeah, I've got this, and I don't know. So stuff like that. No, I always, think it. Yeah, go ahead. I think
1: that it also
0: just yeah, it gives you it gives you a
1: testimony to share too. You know when. Hey, this this wasn't my plan A. So now we're moving, you know, we're we're kind of moving into this other place that we didn't think we were going to go, but God is carrying us through it and here's what I'm learning about my faith in the process. Yep. I mean, I think that is that is one of the most powerful stories and narratives that that humans can share on the earth, you know, is how things aren't going as I thought they were going to go, but God is carrying me through it. And here's what that looks like. I think that's a really powerful, powerful narrative to share.
0: Yeah, no, I do too. And I love hearing those stories too. Like I know my own and then I hear other people and it always just like blows me away that he has these like intricate stories for each of us and like how, I don't know, it just makes you feel so loved that like he does that Mm -hmm. for all of us and it just amazes me hmm yeah. Uh, yeah. Ashley, what encouragement do you have for somebody who might be facing something that God has put on their heart and their mind, an idea that maybe just hit them out of nowhere and they're feeling a little afraid, fearful, maybe making backup plans? What encouragement do you have for her? <laughs> I
1: I think that we're tempted to believe if we just prepare and plan enough, the fear will go away entirely. Like it will just vanish into the sky like a runaway balloon. But in my experience, fear does not just disappear. So sometimes that means we just have to do things, even though we're scared. And I think that sometimes if we wait until we're ready, we could be waiting a very, very, very long time because we might never feel like we're ready.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We might be waiting, I mean, until it's too late. So my encouragement for somebody feeling afraid is to just, do it
0: anyway, do it scared, yeah, I like that and if it's not gonna not supposed to be like I feel like God closes doors pretty clearly so mm-hmm. um, yeah I yeah, yeah I hear you I, I think that's great advice um Ashley, what do you feel uh, that God has worked um you through the process of what do you feel that God has set you free from mmm This is
1: such a good question. I really, I want to walk around just asking other people this question. (laughs) Go ahead. Let me know what they say. (laughs) I think you can really learn a lot about a person Mm -hmm. with this question. Um, So God is still in the process of setting me free from the lie that I am only worthy of love because of what I have accomplished, and I am a type three on the Enneagram. So that lie runs real deep in my bones. And he is still breaking me from that. But praise God, he is breaking me from that. And it has been one of the most transforming experiences of my life, kind of
0: breaking breaking free from that chain. Yeah, that's amazing. I love to hear that. I was going to say you must be a three, Um, but you said it first. (laughs) Uh, Ashley, is there anything that you're working on that you can be less vague about? It's okay (laughs) if you can, (laughs) totally fine if you're not ready to share whatever it is, Um, but any other smaller projects or anything else going on um, that we can kind of keep tabs on and see how it's going?
1: Yeah, I, I am working on one big dream that I am hoping I will be able to share about very very soon here. So, I'm I do apologize for being vague. I have other exciting things I'm working on that are just all out in the in the public, in the wild at this point. I'm working on a narrative podcast series called Making a Mother that I am super super excited about. We're hoping to launch this um through Coffee and Crumbs in the fall, and this is a narrative podcast series exploring nine different women's stories of how they became a mother. So cool. And it's, it is on it. I'm like, we're two interviews in at this point. So we have just barely gotten up and gotten going on it. But it is already feeling like it's going to be probably one of the most powerful things I've ever had the privilege of, of working on. I'm super excited about it.
0: I love that. I can't wait to listen. Um, everything you have done i've just i love i've been a coffee and crumbs fan for a long time but the book cool. the magic of motherhood like absolutely love that i love having been introduced to like all these other women too that i didn't know about that um a lot a handful have been on the show too now and it just it's just you have created a lot of wonderful things for a lot of women oh thank you so much for saying yeah. that i appreciate it yeah um where can we follow along with everything you're up to <laughs>
1: Yes, I am on Instagram Mm -hmm. at Ashley Gad and I have a personal blog. I don't know if anyone is reading those anymore, but I do have one. It's ashleygad.com and I also write for Coffee and Crumbs, which is just coffeeandcrumbs.net.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on the show. Thank you. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorquecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in.